Someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says less government. Get off my back. Get out of my pocket. And let me have more control of my own destiny. I have spent most of my life as a Democrat. I recently have seen fit to follow another course. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's old, old age dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. In this vote harvesting time, they use terms like the great society. Or, as we were told a few days ago by the president, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. But they've been a little more explicit in the past. And among themselves, and all of the things I now will quote have appeared in print, these are not Republican accusations. For example, they have voices that say, the Cold War will end through our acceptance of a not undemocratic socialism. Another voice says the profit motive has become outmoded. It must be replaced by the incentives of the welfare state. Or our traditional system of individual freedom is incapable of solving the complex problems of the 20th century. Senator Fulbright has said at Stanford University that the Constitution is outmoded. He referred to the president as our moral teacher and our leader. And he says he is hobbled in his task by the restrictions of power imposed on him by this antiquated document. He must be free so that he can do for us what he knows is best. And Senator Clark of Pennsylvania, another articulate spokesman, defines liberalism as meeting the material needs of the masses through the full power of centralized government. Well, I for one resent it when a representative of the people refers to you and me, the free men and women of this country, as the masses. This is a term we haven't applied to ourselves in America. But beyond that, the full power of centralized government. This was the very thing the Founding Fathers sought to minimize. They knew that governments don't control things. A government can't control the economy without controlling people. 
And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. They also knew those founding fathers that outside of its legitimate functions, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will keep in mind and remember that Barry Goldwater has faith in us. He has faith that you and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. Thank you very much. Welcome back on this Monday. I love Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I love everything about Reagan. I've read so many books on Reagan, watched so much footage on Reagan. Uh, this particular um, audio bite that you heard there was from somebody else that posted it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just so, I don't want to say interesting, but it's almost a little disheartening. We've been fighting this war already. That speech is over 40 years old. And every single thing that he said that the government is trying to do applies to today. We are fighting the exact same war that we have been fighting for over four decades. And it just feels that, it feels like to me anyways, that we in some decades are winning and in some we are losing. And I think right now we're on the downstroke and we're, we're losing a little bit. We're losing some ground things that are happening now um, none of us have seen before. We're fighting fights that we haven't seen before. Um, we're fighting against things that we never thought would be possible. You know, there are, there are things that happen that are happening in our time that uh, wouldn't, they wouldn't be as bold to do back then, but they have become bold enough to try to pull things off uh, today that they wouldn't back then. Yeah, they, I mean, literally weaponizing the government against the people, weaponizing the government against opposing political parties. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, what they're injecting in society, uh, they're in, they are trying to indoctrinate what we are seeing today happening with the Jews. I, I cannot say, did I always know the government was bad? Yes. You know, I, I knew if a politician, if his mouth was moving, believe me, he's lying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody feels really any different about any politicians. I think they say what they need to say to get to where they need to get to. There are some good ones. I'm not saying that they're bad, but, uh, but being a politician is playing a game. Yeah, if you're if you're a politician, you're playing a game. There are maybe a few that don't, but the vast majority of politicians, they're doing what they need to do to be elected. They're trying to win elections. They're trying to stay in office. That is the name of their game. That is what they aspire to be. But I never thought that I would see coming out of our own government uh, the anti-Semitism that is coming out with uh, certain members in Congress uh, that are pro-Palestine. I never thought I would see in America that we have to sit here and defend Jews again um, as we did back in World War II time. I can't imagine that we have gone, we have fallen so far that we are willing to repeat that type of history because everything that you are seeing unfold today, every action that you're seeing taken, all these 
They seem to be little events where it's only a couple people involved, where uh, some Jewish Jewish people are getting hurt or possibly killed, and it doesn't seem like it's this big uproar. That's exactly how it started in Germany, starting in the teens through the 20s and the 30s, leading up to the mass uh, 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 murder of millions of Jews. If you if you don't know history, please, for the love of God, go back and read about the Holocaust. Read about where it actually starts at. Look at how slow it was and how long it took to get to that point. You know, people don't just wake up one day and say, "Hey, I hate Jews." You know, yesterday I love Jews, and today I hate Jews, and we're gonna go kill them all. We're all gonna we're gonna be okay with it. They're killing them. People are doing bad things to them. It's okay. It's a slow process that they know that they need to do. It's little pieces at a time. What I'm seeing unfold in America, if you read history, if you know history, if you know about the Germany in the, in the early 1900s, all the way up to World War II, you will see very eerie similarities between what is happening now from what happened then, especially in the locations that they're happening. When they talk about libraries, it's, it's, it would really, you would be doing yourself a favor to go read it. I can't go through everything for you. You know, I can't sit here and spew history out to you. That really is, as an adult, that's your responsibility. If you want to understand everything, that you have to go look these things up for yourself. You have to read about them. It doesn't mean you got to read all in one day, but you got to go through the process of reading these things and understanding them because that's, you, you'll get a good idea of why we're at the point we're at right now. I never thought we would get to a, pre-World War II Germany-style uh, persecution of the Jews in the United States. And we are steadily trending in that direction. Um, what, what you were hearing out coming out throughout the weekend, throughout the weeks, it's a, every day there's another incident. I just, it's, it blows my mind that we have gone that far. And I blame a lot of that on uh, lack of education. That's what I blame it on. I blame the education system for where we're at. They have not taught these children the right things. They have not taught them properly about the Holocaust and the, the beginning, the before, the after, the during. They didn't teach them anything about it. Uh, they have taught these this younger generation to hate America. You have liberal politicians that uh, literally uh, give them the green light to do what they do. I, in New York City, you had this moron tearing down during Veterans Day week and weekend. Tearing down the American flag to leave up uh, Palestinian flags. Uh, is there anything that's going to be done about that? Does he pay for that at all? I mean, have we fallen that far that even in liberal cities, it's okay to desecrate our flag now? I got to tell you, I'm disgusted by the things that I see. I'm horrified by some of them and I'm disgusted by others. I'm horrified when I'm seeing the attack on Jews. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I can't even believe this is happening. I'm disgusted when I see that these turds that are doing stuff like that to the American flag are getting away with it. Scott free. Why? Because they're in a blue city. Cause you can't pull that off in a red state. You do that in a red state. You're going to jail. But, uh, but if you're in a blue state because they are American hating, uh, areas, the States, they're going to let you get away with desecrating the flag. Oh, it's no big deal. It is such a big deal. What happens to our flags? We have proper ways to dispose of our flags. That's how important they are to us. 
and you have these turd blossoms pulling them down and throwing them on the floor with no regard and you don't have anybody willing to stand up for that left in these blue cities. I mean, we, we have really fallen as a country, as a society, we have really fallen and it's upsetting to watch. You know, I have young kids, you know, I'm, I was, I'm hoping the best for the future. I want my kids to love the America, love America the way I loved America. I want them to see America the way I see America. I want them to be able to travel around and enjoy America the way I have enjoyed America. You know, we live in a great nation, the greatest nation. And it's where we are watching it slip away. You know, he, he hit it, Reagan hit it on the head. You know, everything that he said there, and like I said, we've been doing this for decades. Uh, it, it, we are the last great people to stop this. We have literally have the most to lose. We have everything to lose here. We have every freedom that we have to lose. The freedom of choice, the freedom of religion, you have it all. Believe me, if they take it from you, you ain't getting it back. And either we are willing to give everything up to save that or not. And that doesn't mean violence. That means put everything that you have into it. That means go out. That means if you got to run for office, you do what you got to do. You go out and you support the people. You go out and talk to people. You donate to the right people. You know, you get up and do your own podcast. You don't have to listen to me. Do your own. Get out there and reach people of your own. Uh, believe me, different people will listen to you than uh, listen to me. Get out and reach other people. But we have to do everything that we can. We can't leave anything on the table here. We have to do what we got to do to save this country. Because I agree, and me and him are in full agreement. How many times have I said there is no other place to go? This is it. Either we take a stand here or we accept the dark future that's coming. Actually, that came out pretty good. I think Glenn, Buck's, Glenn Beck's book is named Dark Future. <laughs> I don't know if that was like uh, uh, it buried deep in my mind there somewhere. I own the book. <laughs> or, uh, but that all came out there. That actually uh, that came out quite nicely. But I'm yeah, getting back to be a, a little more serious. Yeah, we, we need to make that stand. You know, I don't want to get, uh, maybe getting a little bit too serious here, but it is Monday. So, you know, you had a good weekend and, you know, you got to get serious at some points. All right. Let's move on to something that's maybe a little bit more uh, encouraging. <laughs> I just went through the dark side. So let, let's do something that shows us that with our efforts, because I know a lot of you are um, doing as much as you can, just like I am, to help stop this from coming. Um, something that I think speaks volumes is Gen Z's support for gay marriage has dropped dramatically in a recent poll. This is from the D.C. Inquirer. So like I said, probably some good news. Uh, support for gay marriage among Gen Z has fallen by 11%. Since 2021, according to a Thursday poll from the Survey Center on American Life, the poll revealed a number of political shifts amongst Gen Z, including changes in attitude on gay marriage, feminism, uh, political affiliation and belief in political leaders. Support for gay marriage among Gen Z fell from 80% in 2021 to 69% in 2023. Gen Z's men also appear to hold less favorable views of feminism than their millennial counterparts at 43% of Gen Z men identify as feminists compared to 52% of millennial men, while 28% of white Gen Z men identify as liberals compared to 34% of white millennial men, uh, according to this poll. 
Among Gen Z and millennials, only 34% of each generation said political political leaders could generally be trusted compared to 54% of Generation X and 66% of baby boomers, according to the poll. The poll also revealed shifts in sexual orientation and dating life. For younger generations, 48% of Gen Z's women and 29% of men identify as gay or lesbian, bisexual, or something else, according to the poll. 55% of Gen Z's Report using social media sites multiple times a day compared to 39% of Gen's, uh, Generation X and 29% of baby boomers, according to the poll. Uh, the poll was conducted by among a random sample of 5,055 adults ages between 18 and up in the United States. The poll consisted of interviews conducted between August 11th and August 20th. <clears throat> I would say this is a positive sign. We're trending in a positive direction here. Uh, it still seems like millennials are, uh, they need some help. <laughs> their, their numbers are not as good, but I think all of us would be in agreement here in saying that we all pretty much thought that the end of civilization was coming from Gen Z because I don't know where they are at mentally half the time. You know, some of the things that you see on here, you just have to wonder and you're looking at that going, wow, these are going to be the people that are going to run the country in the future. We are screwed. <laughs> so to see that they're coming back to a some better numbers these aren't great numbers but at least they're trending in the right direction um and that could be due to a array of things maybe that they are uh, becoming more politically aware because you know uh, right now everything's around is involved around politics maybe they are just sick of politics so they're um so they're doing uh the opposite of what they hear daily because uh I'm sure most of them are not finding too many conservative sites <clears throat> these days. I'm sure most of them, one that whatever they stumble upon, maybe they'll get lucky and it'll be a more centered site, which there's not too many of, but most more than likely it's a left-leaning site. Um, although some of the left-leaning news sites are trying to maybe bring five to 10% more of a conservative view into it so that they could have the appearance of being a little bit more fair and balanced. So I, I, you know, maybe, maybe that is the change because it's only 11%. Maybe that's where that's coming into play. Not really sure. But again, you know, we wanted to talk about something positive. At least it looks like they are trending in somewhat of a reasonably good direction. And hopefully that continues to grow and that trend continues. Um, we'll see. Only time will tell, but. Uh, if it does, I would say that's probably because we have all done such a great job at trying to inform everybody. And since more and more people are paying attention, I always felt like the, if you actually paid attention and you actually listened to both sides and you actually really looked at things, I find it hard to believe that so many people could be as left as they think that they truly are. I think when you finally get all the information and it's all presented to you in a way that you can digest it, I think most people will look at that and say to themselves, you know, I'm more centered than I believed I was because some of these ideas are radical and insane and then other things they may agree with. And, uh, and that's fine. You know, I think we're, we're looking for a balanced system here where we can have reasonable conversations. We can have comprehensive debates where we can talk to one on one another and really work some of these problems out instead of just yelling and screaming. And it's either you see it my way or you see it their way or, you know, death to you and your party type deal. So at least we're going in the right direction. With that being said, circle back. Circle back is starting what we have all been waiting for 
for the presidential election. We all knew this was coming. We knew this was going to happen. This is of no surprise. And what I'm about to play for you is only going to continue to grow as we get closer and closer to the election. So you, uh, I know you're just dying with anticipation right now. Here it is. The hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to align his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. Oh, here we go with the fear porn. Donald Trump will prosecute his political opponents. Sounds familiar. He is going to seek the military, or six, excuse me, the military on protesters, sure, okay, kind of like Joe Biden is sicking the Justice Department on the January 6th people, um, and there's a lot to consider there. And sure, Joe Biden may trip over his own foot from time to time, not know what he's talking about at least half the time, only works for about three hours out of the day, and you're lucky if he knows who he is when he wakes up in the morning, but... What is the alternative? The alternative is, you know, you're going to deal with the big bad orange man. So here we go. The fear porn is beginning. The excuses for Joe Biden because they're going to be struggling to find a replacement. We, I, I could be wrong. You know, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you the future. I just don't see how they replace him. And if they do, they got to do it with Kamala. And I don't think any of the Democratic Party has enough faith that Kamala Harris can beat Donald Trump. So that's out the window. Yeah, so I think they're sticking with their guy, and now what they're going to do is try to appeal to their their base, and they they were le- the radical leftists, the centered, and just just elect a poor old guy, so he's a little bit frail, so he trips over his own foot from time to time, so he doesn't remember what day of the week it is. It's no big deal. He's only working two hours out of the day, but you know he is going to be a whole lot better than the big bad orange man, because the big bad orange man he's going to come in here like a dictator. Yeah. Oh, how this is going to continue to grow from here until election day. We're going to have to sit here and listen to the left spew this crap about how Donald Trump is going to be this horrific dictator and all the bad things that he's going to do, which is all the very things that Joe Biden has already done. It's amazing. But they're starting early. They're starting before the holidays. They, they were already starting to make excuses for Joe Biden a couple weeks ago. This will only grow as we get closer and closer to election day. It certainly is going to ramp way up after the holidays. I think that they will just start to slow build from here. They know that not that many people are going to be paying attention during the holidays. They're going to detach from politics. They're going to detach from news. They're going to try to spend a lot of time with their families and enjoy their lives. And then after the first of the year, when all of that's done, when pretty much we have nothing going on, let the hammer drop. And then it's going to be on for 11 months that we're going to have to listen to this absolute nonsense garbage. But there it is. I thought we would put that on there because prepping you for what is coming. If you like what you're hearing, please tell some people about me. If you'd like to uh, reach out to me, go to any of my social media handles and send me a message. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Monday. Peace.